0: Chapter two Spending the next hour getting acquainted with the woman, Scott played his A game. My head throbbed, the music was loud, and the beer aided in deteriorating my condition. I think she said her name was Melanie or Shelley or something along that pronunciation. I listened to every other word normally when I was sober, so all bets were rough when I was drunk. Scott's lips found comfort against hers shortly after the alcohol dulled their senses. They seemed to forget my presence in the bar and I should have just slipped off, but I made the mistake of tapping him on the shoulder to say goodnight. He misunderstood my desire to leave alone, since he hastily threw a few twenties on the bar and motioned for his companion to grab her shoulder bag. Once we were outside the bar and able to hear ourselves think, My attempt to explain how I wasn't looking for them to leave fell on deaf ears. We reached our hotel floor and I hastily exited the elevator and said goodnight to the frisky couple. My room key fumbled to hit the moving target of the lock and no sooner did I rest my back against the inside of my door did my exhaled sigh provide relief. Two swallowed Advil capsules from my travel bag needed water to aid the elixir down my throat. Before I could get to the bottle pounding began. This time it wasn't in my head, it was at my door. Loud and repetitive, the banging sustained until I swung it open. Scott pushed past me with the woman in tow. Jojo, jo, change of plans. Can't find my room key. What's in your room bar? Ain't Anything good, bud? Distracted by his rapid firing of words, my response was curt. I told him the same alcohol that's in his room. My voice was raspy from the taste of the pills. Deaf to my words, Scott pillaged through the alcohol supply in the fridge while I grabbed for a bottle of water. In dire need of liquid, I gulped it down and turned to Scott. Before I was able to speak, the woman quietly interrupted my intent. Excuse me, gentlemen. I'm going to freshen up. She disappeared into the bathroom with her oversized bag, allowing my attention to return on Scott. A devilish grin accompanied his plopping down on my bed. I watched as his legs crossed and his hands rested behind his head. I was irked, and I told him I needed to go to bed. A wink accompanied his response. Okay. My heartbeat raced a little quicker, and my words were clear. Listen closely, Scott. I have a fucking splitting headache, and I won't be part of your orgy. Now take your woman... Cut short by the sound of the bathroom door opening, our attention focused on her entrance. The painkiller had not taken effect, and my vision was blurred, but I was still able to see her outline. Changed out of her tight outfit, she stood clad in only a white silk robe. I remained silent as Scott sprung from the bed laughing. Gently pushing my stiff body into the recliner, Scott sauntered over toward the stereo. The mood set, he sat back down on the edge of my bed and looked in her eyes. He reached for her hand while taking hold of her rope handle. Gently tugging, the weight of his movement untied the already loose knot, revealing her tight stomach. Although it was winter, her skin was a darker complexion than I had perceived. Scott extended his tongue to outline her bid section before moving upward. I should have moved, said something. I tried to, but it was as if my vocal cords were gone. I never cheated on my wife and this was not gonna be the entrance point. Scott's hands moved upward, caressing her body. I had to stop it. I tried to speak, but the combination of the alcohol and painkillers had me close to delirious. What came out of my mouth resembled a gurgle more than any coherent sound. Scott gave me a smile before looking back at her. Don't worry buddy, I won't deprive you of such a lovely lady. My mind was screaming for them to get out, but my mouth would not comply. Realizing what Scott had in store, she laughed. Both of you will cost 300 honey. Even if I was fully functional and coherent, Scott still would have beat me to the punch. Springing from the bed, he turned with a mortified look on his face. You're a hooker? A bit surprised, she looked at us in disbelief, unable to decipher if he was kidding. Uh, I told you I was, down in the bar. Eyes wide with embarrassment, Scott was finally at a loss for words. Nervously glancing in my direction, he barely regained his composure. You did not... Certainly did not. I do not pay for sex. A glance at my gladiest expression caused her to break out in laughter. We looked completely asinine. When she couldn't stop, even at Scott's insistence, he mumbled under his breath and stormed out of my room. Watching the door click and lock itself shut, I turned back towards the hooker. Trapped in my room, I was completely powerless to get her out. I was on the verge of passing out when I saw that she was rummaging through my wallet. My expression made her giggle before she tossed the wallet aside. I'm getting my money ahead of time for you, baby. My shock turned to rage. Unconsciously, I grabbed for the first object I could find. I couldn't think, nor my vision had gotten any better. While I clutched the corkscrew sitting on the wine tray within my reach, she slithered on her knees towards my chair. Displaying the same devilish grin as Scott earlier, she seductively spoke the last words I would ever hear her say. I'm going to make you feel much better, honey. And just like that, I was gone. Everything went black. Day 2 Thursday morning. I was unsure how many times I heard the noise before I knew that it was knocking. television was on again, but this time I could not tell what the reporter had said. When I eventually adjusted my eyes and was able to think clearly, I headed for the front door. Stopped in my tracks, I noticed a chair wedged under the doorknob. I stared at the restraint until the pounding resumed. I quietly asked, who was it? Silence trailed my inquiry. It was deafening. Housekeeping. I cannot get in. The door is stuck. I sighed and said, I'm fine, thank you. I don't need anything. The voice paused. But, sir, I need to clean the- Just leave the fucking towels outside! There was silence until I heard the cart roll away. Surprised by my own outburst, I left the wedge chair where it was and checked the rest of the suite. There was no sign of the hooker. I checked my wallet and my cash was still there. My watch, my wedding ring, everything was in the room, except the hooker. I brewed a cup of coffee in attempt to sort things, took my vitamin and hit the toilet. While I watched myself pee, I suddenly realized I was in a different set of clothes than I last remembered. It visually shook me, and I lost my balance and missed the porcelain bowl. I returned to the bed, ripped the sheets off, and searched everywhere. When I didn't find any sign of it, I looked on the floor, and I looked under the couches and under the bed, and I couldn't find it anywhere. I could not find any trace of blood I couldn't find blood. The corkscrew. I couldn't find the hooker. I didn't know why I changed my clothes, and at some point, I didn't know why the fucking.